What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smartout Moments Mac Talk Podcast. We've got WWE Hell in a Cell coming up this Sunday night. We're going to give you a full breakdown here of what everything has been announced so far. As far as Wednesday afternoon, you know, we still got a couple more days where they're going to tweak some stuff to the card, but we'll address that a little bit later on in the hot tags. Right now, we're just giving you our predictions. We're giving you our potential spoilers if we know anything or any other kind of preview thoughts that we normally do here in our pay-per-view point predictions post all the peas. I know this is always Tony Mango. Joining me as always are Robert E. Felice. Welcome to hell. And Callum Wiggins. Welcome to Raw Presents Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it seems like that's the case because right now not a single match from SmackDown on this card, which uh, I don't think that that's any kind of planned thing i think that they obviously they had a plan supposedly for ronda rousey to be defending the championship and that went haywire (laughs) so we will see i'm hoping actually i don't know if i'm hoping at this point i was gonna say i'm hoping that we get to see some matches from the smackdown side added but honestly the way that this card's shaped up i'd be fine with it just being this and we just get through it quicker rather than to add some more matches that I don't care about, because there isn't a single match on this card that I honestly really, truly care about. And for the people that are going to be like, oh, you don't like anything. I mean, you keep giving me shit. I'm not going to like it. So <laughs> that's not too surprising, right? Um, I do expect that we will get some more matches, though. I am curious why we don't have the uh, tag team title match added yet. They went ahead and did this angle of the Usos not winning that and uh, R- not RK bro uh, Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura being in the title hunt now and just not really giving them the champion contenders win in the right kind of way. So I do expect that match will be added and maybe they add another two or something matches. Maybe they get like Raquel against Ronda again. Maybe we get Ronda against either Natty or Shayna. I'm not oh my feeling God. if they hold on because if they were to run through Ronda and Shayna like it's nothing, that would be infuriating. But it's also very on brand for them, right? If there's one match that I do want them to add to this for any specific reason, not just because it's like, well, this would be a good match or something. Because really, I don't think that we've got many options for that. But what I am hoping that they do, just have Gunter beat Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. Most likely they're not, because they do not seem to want to put that fucking title on a pay-per-view. It's been over a year, and even if they've had the opportunity to do it, they've been like, nope, you're doing it on SmackDown. I think that part of the reason why that's the case is because they have some sort of tentative agreement with Fox of like, the title should be defended every once in a while and they're holding that intercontinental championship of like see you got a title match you got a title match so i don't expect gunter versus ricochet but that would be the only thing that really would strike my interest because then hey we're getting a new intercontinental champion instead we might end up getting new day against butch and them again or we might end up getting another uh you know shanky against gender mahal bullshit or something I'm not looking forward to the chances that we get some stuff that's going to be great at the very least, but maybe you guys have some differing opinions. What do you think might be added to the card? 
Um, honestly, can't really think of anything that needs to be added to the card, but I'd like to see Gunther versus uh, Ricochet. I'd like to see Gunther win a title. I'd like to see the IC title on pay-per-view. Yeah, that's the only only major match that I think would be worthy or interesting to put onto this card. If you ask me what I think could be added to it, I think we'll probably get Mad Cat Moss versus Happy Corbin. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's God. right. Yeah, he's coming back. Oh, no. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that that's uh, that that's my prediction that that will be added to the show. I mean, they've currently got six matches. You probably think they'll extend it out to at least eight. Put one match on the kickoff. But, yeah, normally, it's eight or nine. Yeah, so... I think that we'll get, at least get a couple of SmackDown matches, but it is kind of an indictment overall about just how low SmackDown is in the pecking order, especially considering the fact that Roman's not on this show, Ronda's not on this show. So they basically don't care about anyone outside of those two. Charlotte's not available. So can't ha- no, no women's tag title match. Not that, not that, well, at least what we've learned about it, there was planned to be a women's tag title match on the show anyway. But... Yeah, it all seems that it's a very, very raw, heavy, that's the focus, that's the thing that we're actually paying attention to at the moment. And really, again, for anybody that's going to be like, oh my god, all you're doing is complaining, look at what we got. If you look at what they're trying to market as, like, these are the selling points of this pay-per-view, it's not anything. It's just you're getting one Hell in a Cell match. And it's not for a championship, so there's no stakes. And it's a match that we've seen at the past two pay-per-views. They are phoning it in more and more and more as time goes on. Instead of learning any kind of a lesson. Like, we looked at the way that WrestleMania Backlash was. And we're crapping on that card because it's like, goddamn, it's just a lesser version of WrestleMania. This is practically a lesser version of WrestleMania Backlash. (laughs) Like, what are we going to get for Money in the Bank? Are we going to get that, uh... It's literally just a repeat of all these matches again, and there's less on the line, and then we get the one Money in the Bank match, and the participants are people that nobody gives a shit about. Like Fundamentally, it's just the same argument we have a million times, so I'm not going to repeat it a thousand times here, but if you have a disagreement, same as always, drop your comments below and tell us, what are you excited about here? Like, Are you able to shut your brain off and just go... Yeah, I'm excited about, I don't know, uh, the Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens or or whatever, because I'm not trying to be negative and make you feel bad about it for listening to this podcast. I'm just expressing my opinions, and I, I can't see anything to be excited about here at all, legitimately at all. And I like every single person that's on here. With the exception of like you know, one or two names that, that are just sort of bleh. But like some of these are some of my favorite wrestlers that are on the roster. Some of these are some of my favorites of all time. And it's just like next. <laughs> it's really bad. So let's start getting into this here. Uh, and again, as we go along here, we know what your predictions are as well. So drop them in the comments below and do the usual stuff that you do with YouTube. Subscribe, like the video. Hit the share button if you want to pass this along to somebody that you know. And uh, pay attention to that join button if you want to help that out on the uh, the members side of things. 
become part of the membership and uh, get access to the same things you get over on Patreon. But let's, I guess, start getting into this, which is going to be another quick one like we did with her in your house one, because there's not much to say here. We got a six person mixed tag team match. AJ Styles, Liv Morgan and Finn Balor up against the Judgment Day. And I guess the only question is, does Finn Balor turn here or do we wait? Because <laughs> Judgment Day is winning this. You think it's Balor turning? I think so. I like this the idea of this match on paper. I like all six. So I'm looking forward to this. Probably second most to anything on the card. Uh, Judgment Day wins because they can't lose. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a good chance of this match being pretty good. I don't think that... I'm not super interested because I don't really like what Judgment Day have done so far. I just find them quite... Eh, like... Their promos aren't very good. The the aesthetic is fine, but it's, it seems a bit dated at this point. I think you need mood lighting in your life, Callum. <laughs> oh, WWE puts me in a mood all, every time. <laughs> very good. But uh, I think that you're likely to see Judgment Day get the victory here. It seems that AJ Styles is destined to never win another pay-per-view match. But I think the last time he won a pay-per-view match was Money in the Bank last year. So we're nearly, a, we're nearly a full year since AJ Styles won a match on pay-per-view. But I can see Finn Balor turning. I could easily just see Judgment Day just winning. And maybe debuting another member as well. To be fair, Edge has basically said that half the entire roster will be part of Judgment Day at one point or another. So it could be anyone at this point. Including people that are retired, like Paige. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's yeah. just going to start uh, bringing people in that aren't even in the pro wrestling space. He's just going to be like... Um... Hey, you know, uh, Belushi is <laughs> now or something. Belushi. Why the fuck did I think about Jim yes. Belushi? Uh, I wanted to get bored and stop putting like pictures of Doink or uh, yeah, fuck yeah, or Big Dick Johnson. Oh, how did? What are we talking about here? How did we get to from Judgment Day to Jim Belushi and Doink and Big Dick Johnson? <laughs> because this card sucks. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out ways to make Judgment Day interesting. Now, we all know Judgment Day is my favorite Terminator 2, but (laughs) that's a much more interesting Judgment Day. I would probably say, even though Edge doesn't need to be in the title picture, titles always help when it comes to interest, because the promos ain't doing it. And here's the thing. All anybody wanted to see is AJ Styles against Edge in a wrestling match. And they like danced around and a credit to them for adding character because Edge could just do the rated R superstar stick. But like, man, all anybody wanted was a match. And just to see what they could do if they were putting the ring together. And they it's become this whole character-based thing. And I have to give them credit for getting Liv on a pay-per-view and get, you know, doing something with them. But I think there's a subsection of people. That just kind of wanted to see Edge be Edge. You know? Just proper Edge against proper AJ Styles. Go wrestle, then we can move on kind of deal. Yeah. I would have been fine yeah. with that. And instead, we've gotten three months or whatever worth of this. And on a better timeline where we've got, you know, Hell in a Cell matters the way that it used to. And they don't just try to milk everything way past its expiration date. This would have been the six man or the six person tag because there's Morgan and uh, Rhea Ripley. This six person tag would have been 
on an episode of Monday Night Raw, and we would have had a better feud of AJ Styles and Edge to the point where those two could have had a Hell in a Cell match, and they could have had a hardcore Hell in a Cell match, could have been a bloody affair, and then it could have been the end of the feud. And instead, we're getting just a six-person tag, and it doesn't fucking matter. They really, again, not going to go through the points in a checklist of all the things, but they really are treating these premium live events as you already paid for Peacock. Fuck you. It's just an episode of Raw. Here's the one thing that you're supposed to care about. And we'll get into that Hell in a Cell match later on. But uh, my thing is, like, I don't want to say this whole thing doesn't matter because I don't want to dismiss what they're actually doing to get people on the card. Like I said, Rhea and Liv are on this card when they could have easily disappeared after Mania. But I just think that they're trying almost too hard to where it's making people go. I just kind of miss Edge. Oh, I don't think that in any fashion, in any facet, that they're trying too hard. <laughs> to be clear, when I say they in this case, I'm talking about the performers. I think Edge is trying really hard to do something new when it's sort of like you could just play the hits. We're just glad to have you here. You know, oh, I appreciate that he is trying something new. It's just not necessarily working for me. And I'll tell you this. Uh, if you want to have one of those discussions of why did Tony say that this would happen and then it did, uh, this idea of the combined tag team titles. So then we don't know what we're getting for this card necessarily. And then we've got the combined world titles and nothing's happening for that for a while. And it kind of seems like we can already skip to January for Roman Reigns because it's like, okay, well, nothing's going to happen until the Drew McIntyre thing for SummerSlam and Clash the Castle. And then it's Survivor Series, so it, it doesn't really fucking matter. And then it's no pay-per-view in, uh, or no, this Crown Jewel. So we'll just get him against Goldberg or something stupid. And then we'll get day one, and then we'll get Royal Rumble, and then we can move on. Let's just do the fucking rock match. The Intercontinental Championship. They're barely paying any attention to it. United States title, we'll talk about that in a moment. But Judgment Day, I feel, however many months from now or a year from now, whatever it is, everybody's going to go, hey, you know what would have really made a difference? If they could have won the fucking tag titles. Because I think we're going to get Ciampa or we're going to get Balor joining the stable and nobody is going to be able to do a damn thing. You're not going to see Damian Priest beat theory for the united states championship you're not going to see edge beat roman reigns for the championship you're not going to see re ripley most likely win the raw women's championship but if anybody wins anything it's going to be her because the usos are holding the tag titles and they're going to hold those for forever they're not going to lose that to balor and priest okay but hear me out if you really want to play this game i can see edge and damian winning tag titles if they end up taking them off the usos and I can see Ciampa winning the U.S. title from Mustafa Ali that absolutely should be winning the United States title at Hell um, Let's talk about that because I fundamentally disagree here. I think Theory needs to retain this and Mustafa Ali is here just for the sake of, I don't know, fucking that guy. That's not a, a slight on Mustafa Ali. I like Mustafa Ali. I think he would be much better off in another company. That's where I'm getting at. 
it's Mustafa Ali in Chicago. Like you, you have a scenario gift wrapped, and then you can move theory on into literally anything else. He can call out John Cena. John Cena's 20th anniversary. They're going to be talking about Cena all month. He can call out John Cena. You know, like he can do anything. Mustafa Ali needs something to justify the fact that he's back on television. And I think you have a gift wrapped here to where it will matter here, even if nothing he does for the rest of his run matters. You don't think that they're going to just look at that as, oh, isn't that going to get Theory so much heat if he beats him in Chicago? No. I mean, I think there's a, there's a person out there who's thinking that, but I think they're thinking, oh, but you see, this is why you got to give us a chance, because look what we did for Ali. We gave him the title. I think it's more of a situation like that. Where are you on that side of the fence, Callum? Oh, they're absolutely beating Ali in his hometown. <laughs> okay, you're on the same cynical side that I am. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's trying side, to mate, be mate. Uh, optimistic, but we're, we're being realistic here. <laughs> Saying that that's the cynical, yeah, saying that's the cynical approach is suggesting that they've never done this before and we're just being negative about it because we just don't like what they do. They do this all the time. They always beat people in their hometowns, and yeah, I don't see any possibility of Fury dropping the title to Ali because they've given no indication that Ali's going to win the title. Ali is essentially, at least in my view, he's turning up because he has to. Because otherwise they're going to freeze his contract. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Roger so, Strong situation. Yeah. And so they basically said, okay, they're literally not going to give me the storyline I want or the time that I want or anything that I w- I'm interested in doing. So what I'm going to do is just going to count down, going to swallow it all down, do whatever they want me to do, anything to make sure that my contract doesn't freeze, then I'm going to get the hell out of here as soon as I have the opportunity. So. That's that's what my assumption is at the moment. That could obviously change if they do start giving Ali something more interesting to do. But I just don't think that they've done it. He came back, he won one match against The Miz, and he's essentially lost every match since then. The only match that he's won since was that on Raw against Champa, and that was by DQ. Then he lost Fury again. So, I just, again, don't even know why he's having this match in the first place. But, yeah... I think that they're just in the process of punishing him for his departure. When is um, his contract up? Do we have that information? I, don't think, anyone, I, don't think, I think he said something. He said something on Twitter about like a little while ago saying, I'll see you in two and a half years or something like that. Hmm. So I, I think it's a long time before his contract expires. It's still so interesting to me that they'll take certain people and just be like yeah fucking go and then other people that they don't ever seem to really care about that they'll be like no you're sticking around fucker and like you don't care about ollie let the guy wrestle somewhere else he's not gonna be the game-changing person for aew that makes them shatter you in the ratings and makes you look bad or whatever he's maybe he'll be better off there maybe he won't he might not even be better they might not even fucking want him for all we know but like if you don't see any value in someone and they end up wanting to leave, then let them go. If they're valueless, you're not losing anything, you know? Well, if we're going to look at it like that, and I won't call it the cynical side, you guys are being realistic. I just think that it's a great opportunity for them to actually do something with Ali. But if we're going to look at it like that, Harper, a couple of years ago, asked for his release. They didn't grant it. They did bring him back. They did get some main events out of him. 
And then they let him go. You think that maybe that's something that they can see with Ali? Or do you think that they use Ali for all the time that they have him left? I could see them just being like, no, we want you to wrestle a main event. We want you to be the guy that jobs to Omas or whoever we want. Well, they're to- giving him this U.S. title. They don't have to do that. So they, they see some value in him, even if it's just, hey, you in theory can go have a banger match, go have a banger match. I mean, they see they see value in him both as the fact that he is a good worker. But they also see the value in the fact that he has this inbuilt story about the fact that he left and they can play off of it. So he, he has value in that regard. He wouldn't have any value if he hadn't have asked for his release for them. So that's that's where I kind of see it. And that's, and that's why, yeah, it's good for him to have a short-term feud with Fury, the guy who in storyline is handpicked by Vincent Mann against the guy who walked out in the company and yeah has had to come crawling back so but that doesn't necessarily mean that Ali's winning the championship and I, I highly doubt that that's going to happen and I assume that once this is over with then they just go well we don't creative has nothing for you sorry pal I mean look at what they've done they've done with Champa so far just yeah square root square root of nothing that's so uh, I hate that so much well, I guess you could have a feud about, hey, that guy is actually that guy. Because that's what's happening with Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. And credit to and Kevin Owens. This is the best feud going into the show. I was going to say, to give credit to Kevin Owens, he is trying his best to make this entertaining. And he is pulling that off on a lot of different segments. Like that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens thing from the last episode of SmackDown, despite the fact that it, it sort of went nowhere was a fun segment of just the two guys talking, but I struggle to answer a question that you guys will see up on the, um, we always do the single bleach report of like a roundup of different questions. And, uh, the question that was sent to me, one of them was, uh, how would you book this Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens match to get the best out of it? And I was like, I don't fucking know because this is a story that has nothing to do with professional wrestling. It's not like, okay, well, this person's trying to win a championship or this guy attacked the other guy and he's got a broken ankle. So the other one's going to target the broken ankle or whatever. How do you take a match that revolves around Kevin Owens says, stop calling yourself Elias's brother. You are Elias and translate that to something in the ring. If Kevin Owens pins Ezekiel, that has no bearing whatsoever on him going, yeah, I'm Elias's brother. I'm not Elias. He could just be like, yeah, but I pinned you. And it's like, but it doesn't fucking matter. There's no connection point. So the thing that I ended up deciding on, I was like, God, I wish that they would do something like this and really like think things out and try to take this in a direction. Wouldn't this have been kind of fun if this was a variant of an I quit match? where Kevin Owens is going to beat the answer out of Ezekiel and force him to say and admit that he is actually Elias. And then that could be the hook of the thing. Cause right now, if Ezekiel wins, it doesn't matter whatsoever. The feud's going to continue. If Kevin Owens wins, it doesn't matter whatsoever. The feud's going to continue. So why the fuck do I care? You know, 
the idea of you pitching basically an I am Elias match. Right. Like, is the silliest thing I've ever heard. And you could call it the Hello, I am Elias match. This is dumb. Please stop. Please stop. Is that not at least something more than it's just a, the it's two a, fighting? It's an idea. Get it's Bailey dumb. to be the special referee, and it's the uh, ding dong hello on the live. There you go. <laughs> Why not bring her back that way? I've often said that yes, this is a great story because the performers are performing it well, but this is this is ridiculous. I'll tell you one better. Kevin, it, they have that be in your house. <laughs> Kevin Owens went from. <laughs> Get out of your system, Tony. Go ahead. Oh, well, she's got the door. So there you go. There you it's go. The door the house. Uh, Kevin Owens went from wrestling Austin to saying, "You're not a Ezekiel. You're Elias." And sure, that's it's good. Well, where do we go after this is done? Does he just never grow a beard again? What well, what's the payoff? Is my concern, I guess, but. The match will be fine. I hope Owens wins because I'd like to see Owens in a big story going into SummerSlam. But Ezekiel should win because it's his first pay-per-view, kind of. And, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I think that... I'm interested to see how this match goes because Ezekiel is kind of middling. He's fine in the ring. Kevin Owens is obviously great, and I'm sure he'll carry this to a good standard. I, I like the story. It's it's harmless fun. It's 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 pretty entertaining to just see Kevin Owens completely unravel because it has some carryover because his whole character is someone who hates liars and he thinks that Ezekiel is lying all the time about who he is and so he's just going to harp on it for as much as possible. I imagine that we're going to see Ezekiel win this match and then. Either they'll both be participants in Money in the Bank or they'll have another match at Money in the Bank. But in this instance, I'm kind of okay with it because I feel like the feud's been pretty good. And it's, it's this might help establish Ezekiel as a good character moving forward, like as a solid mid-card babyface. Like he's someone that I could see winning the United States title sometime soon. I'm imagining a story where Ezekiel wins money in the bank and doesn't cash it in until his beard grows in and says, I'm actually Elias. And then it goes, well, then the contract is null and void because you're a fraud and you signed it as Ezekiel. (laughs) Uh, That's at least fun. Uh, There's a lot of fun things here. I just wish it was anyone other than Kevin. I'd like to see Ezekiel. I mean, if they're just going to go with, hey, it's a match, there's nothing else to it. And you're not even going to do something with like a you know a gimmick attached to it or whatever. I'd like to see Ezekiel win this match with a distraction of a Titantron message from Elias. So it'll be like, hey everybody, I just wanted to you know play a song and help cheer on my brother, and then Kevin Owens can flip out and be like, no, this is bullshit. That's a, you're you can't be in the back. You're right here, like that kind of thing, just to tease that. And then over the course of the next few weeks, we do Money in the Bank qualifiers and Kevin Owens beats Ezekiel to get into that. Because I would trust more that Kevin Owens would win Money in the Bank than Ezekiel. And that way you just kind of do the mix. But hey, look at me trying to think ahead and plan things out. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the genius idea here is 
Kevin Owens takes Sami Zayn and goes, all right, we're going to fight Ezekiel and Elias. And then Ezekiel has to kind of weasel his way out of this. I'd be cool with that, too. Just, like, do something. Don't just do what they're doing here, which is a match. Whereas Drew would say, yeah, it's a match. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be a match, and I think Ezekiel will win. I'm going to go... Oh, did we do official uh, picks for the other things? Um, we're all going Judgment Day, I think. And we're oh, all yeah. going Judgment Day. I'll be the one outlier, the one outlier, and say Ollie wins. Calum and I are both going Theory, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm gonna say, I, I don't know. I keep stretching my mind back and forth. I'll say Ezekiel wins. Yeah, I'm saying Ezekiel. I'll say Ezekiel. Alright, well, here's a match that I... My full breakdown on SmartCatMoment.com is no. <laughs> which is the two-on-one handicap match between Amos and MVP against Bobby Lashley, which we've seen them fight again and again and again and again, and they already did a steel cage match, so who fucking cares? Give the match to Bobby Lashley, and hopefully Roman Reigns is going to be able to defend his championship at Money in the Bank, and then you could just have a uh, Lashley fight Roman and just move the fuck on. I don't care. This is pointless for me. Bobby Lashley wins. I think you've been far too hard on this. This is a very inoffensive story, and Lashley should win, but it should have ended in the cage. I'll, I'll grant you that. I think that I'm also an MVP are going to win, and this isn't over. <laughs> boy. Oh boy, I'm really in the middle here. We got one complete cynic who just says no. I mean, you think that this is going to continue? Continue to what? Yeah. <laughs> Another match between Bobby Lashley and Omos. At Money in the Bank. For what reason? Because then they're two and two. Okay, are you, rubber match. are you at least going to assign a gimmick to this rubber match? Yeah, it's a uh, loser gets put through the stage match. Or a, all right, so last man standing, got it. Yeah, or something. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I, none of the matches. <laughs> they don't. None, none of the matches are any good. But they'll they'll put some sort of gimmick to it about like some sort of thing that involves two big guys. False count. Actually, anywhere. now that, now that he's saying it, I see a last man standing match at Money Bank. What's, what's the reason for this? It's like. There's one or two options. It's either Bobby Lashley pins MVP or MVP distracts Bobby Lashley, which causes Omos to pin at Lashley. That's the one. That's the one or two finishes you got here. I see the valid case of both of them, so I've just gone with the one which I think that they'll continue on with because I just don't think they're done with Bobby Lashley and Omos because realistically, once this feud is over, what the fuck does Omos do? Yeah, they have nothing left. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so, the fun thing in my mind would be starts a feud with Veer. To try to be like the two big guys. You didn't even like this big guy, big guy feud. And Bobby Lashley can go. You want to see him with Veer? One match? If it's one match, I'm down for those scenarios. But if they drag it out to six months worth of, you know, we're going to have a match and then we're going to have another match and then we're going to have a promo segment and then we're going to have a contract signing and then we're going to have a face-to-face and then we're going to have that third match and then whatever. Then that's where I'm just like, fuck this, you know, like Bobby Lashley and Amos. I thought that the feud was kind of shit and I didn't think that that was worth a spot at WrestleMania, 
but fundamentally, if that would have been the end of it, it would have been like, all right, well, they tried. And then you move on. But when they go, and then they're going to do it again at May, uh, WrestleMania Backlash, then they go. And now also a steel cage match. And then it's against MVP. And then it's against both. It's like, we're back to the permutation thing again of what we talked about with the end of your house thing of just it's uh, Hayes and Grimes, Grimes and Sokoa, Grimes and Hayes, Grimes and Sokoa and Hayes, and then run it back again. I'm just like, nah, no, just no. <laughs> well, I'm going to say yes to Bobby Lashley winning. I hope Bobby Lashley wins and we just move on. And uh, Calum, you're going MVP and Amos. Yeah, in fairness, I hope that Bobby Lashley wins and this ends, but I just don't see that happening. So if you go by what the reports were, we were supposed to get Bianca Belair against Naomi. Of course, we don't know if that's true, but that's the rumor. And instead, they are going with the thing that everybody thought that we were going to end up going with, because it all seemed like it was heading towards Asuka and Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair in a triple threat. And that's what's happening. Asuka is going to take the pin here, I'm assuming. Poor Asuka, because Becky Lynch is the bigger deal to the roster overall, and Bianca Belair definitely should not lose this championship yet. So I think this is going to be the second best match on the card, unless they just announce something completely different or whatever, which we'll address later on in the hot tags. But I... I'm still not all that super into it, despite the fact that all three of these women are fantastic, just because I'm like, all right, if you bored the hell out of me with all the other things, I'm working with negative energy here. You're, you're where you're, you're at like a negative 10. And just because this is a positive, it's not a positive 15 to get me into, you know, a plus five kind of range. So that's where I kind of look at a lot of pay-per-views and I go, I'd rather it be shorter and have less matches that I'm actually interested in than to have it be an overload of, I don't give a shit about 75% of this because this on its own, it's going to, this should probably be great. Belair is great. Oscar's great. Becky Lynch is great, but I'm just sort of like, all right, well, I'd like to see where Bianca Belair goes after this. Bianca's going to pin Becky because that way there's still meat on the bone with her and Asuka. And Becky can do Money in the Bank because she hasn't done that yet. I think that they will also have Bianca pin Becky in this one. I think that I wouldn't say they've necessarily got meat on the bone with Asuka because they just had Bianca pin Asuka clean on Raw. So it's like, okay, that's, that's pretty much done. And... I just, I think that they'll at least maybe proceed with an Oscar and Becky Lynch one-on-one feud off the back of this. So that's the direction I feel like it's going. I think there's a good chance that Bianca doesn't defend her title with Money in the Bank. You just have Oscar and Becky Lynch both part of the Money in the Bank women's match. Because that's also, that stems back to their history as well, because the whole Becky handing Oscar the title in a Money in the Bank briefcase, so... It would it would make sense for them to both be in that match instead. And yeah, Bianca won't be losing that title just yet. I could imagine a situation where you have Judgment Day win the match and then it's Rhea Ripley against Bianca heading into Money in the Bank. How many people were in Money in the Bank last year? Like the latter matches? It was, uh, I think it was eight and eight. I can't remember off the top of my head. 
Yeah, let me try to count this real quick. Oh, that was Nikki. One, two, three, four, um, five, six, seven, eight for the women. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight for the men. Yeah, okay, so eight and eight, which we, I mean, there's uh, slim pickings on some of the people, but there's definitely more than eight women that they could pick from. We got potential push for Lacey Evans, which they advertised that she was going to be on here this week, and then they double booked her or something. We got Carmella. We got you know Rhea. We got Nikki. There is plenty of people for them to do that, but I'd like to see the biggest names possible in that match just to make it a little bit more interesting. Because look, if you give a spot to Aaliyah, she's not going to win. Sorry. What Nikki uh, won I, last year? What are you talking about? That is true. Nikki did win. I I, I want to give the have Oscar and Becky in that match, not necessarily to win it, but I feel like you should just they should just be feuding, not involved in the title. I think yeah. they're strong enough. I think Oscar and Becky Lynch as a one-on-one match, non-title, should be on SummerSlam. Unfortunately, yeah, think... they've walled it. They've walled it down too much because they've both had singles matches on Raw in the last two weeks. They sh- this should have been. They should be kept apart, but they somehow do not know how to keep people who are feuding over championships apart from each other. You know, have them wrestle other people who aren't fighting for the championship. <laughs> but, but. That's that's their prerogative to do, and why don't watch? Well, but, listening uh, to Callum talk, I really I like the idea of, you know, how you put some heat on Judgment Day. Give him belt. You can give Rio the Raw Women's title. Yeah, I, so, I like that idea a lot. So yeah, yeah. I still say Bianca pins Becky because Becky can take it, and we go to the scenario that Callum laid out of. The other two in Money in the Bank, and then Bianca versus Rhea Ripley. It wouldn't shock me, based off of the way that they did WrestleMania Backlash and the way that they're setting up Hell in a Cell. I think they're getting a little bit too comfortable with this idea that, well, we don't need to have any of the world championships really defended. (laughs) Just if we have our gimmick, then that's all that matters kind of thing. Because, I mean, this one... Figured this way, we got the two men's world titles and one of the two women's world titles are just not on this card, at least yet. Maybe we do get a Ronda match, but I don't think we will. And it wouldn't shock me at all if there is no Bianca Belair Raw Women's Championship match at Money in the Bank. If they just go like, "Yeah, let's just have her fight Asuka on an episode of Raw, and then we do the Ronda match there or something," because I think that they're Maybe it's an Akon influence. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's coincidence, happenstance, whatever. But I think that they are approaching things in a way of like, hey, UFC doesn't have uh, the person on every single thing, do they? No, but they treat all their belts equally. Right, but I don't think that they care about that. I think that they are making up excuses for everything that they can justify. Hey, look, they do that for everything else. It'll be like, how many uh, millions of followers are on all of our TikTok accounts and then or not TikTok uh Twitter accounts and then we'll just say combined we have 50 billion people and it's like no you're counting the same people more than once but okay you want to inflate that number go ahead and do that they flat out lie about the arena attendance just for the sake of it so they would lie to themselves about that but in this match uh and then this card the match that they're going 
fuck you. What, what do you mean the world titles aren't on here? We got this one. It's Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. Remember how Hell in a Cell used to matter 25 years ago? <laughs> I, I would sign off on that, actually. If you're only going to have one Hell in a Cell match, I'm really glad it's this. I mean, what else they, could it have been? They could fucking put anything in Hell in a Cell. Again, I can go back to just last year. They decided to put Roman in there with Ray just because you could put anything in Hell in a Cell. If you I'm look really at this card, like this it, it had to be this, or I mean, I guess you could have done the women's match would have been Hell in a Cell, but goddamn, you know, despite the fact that Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins have had good matches, it is ultimately like, who fucking cares? Doesn't matter who wins. It does. Cody can't lose. He's not going to. Cody's going to win this. Yeah, but you can't say it doesn't matter who wins. Cody needs to win. Ultimately, though, if he loses, what does that change? And he could lose. I think that there's a chance that somebody interferes here, costs him the match, and then that's how they pivot to a new feud. I still think Cody's going to win, but... He's going to win, and he's going to be the anchor going in to Money in the Bank in the MGM Grand where he ran Double or Nothing, and they're going to make a lot of Double or Nothing references. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that you have Cody completely sweep Seth three matches. I don't see why they had to extend this feud out for a long time. And it's been, there's been a few good segments on raw, like that promo segment leading into a brawl on the most recent one. That was actually done pretty well. But other than that, it's just been a case of, I kind of would prefer Cody to be fighting other people. Like, it just again it shows a bit of discrepancy and you can argue that but one way is better or the other how you like it depends on how you prefer your wrestling but you don't often see cody wrestling the same person well to be fair actually cody was one of the people that did wrestle cody the same was person one of the people who did. yeah yeah so but you just don't see that very often on aw where you see like people wrestling the same people over and over and over and again over across like three months worth of television and I just, yeah, I kind of want this to be over. I think the match will be very good. I think it'll be a very good Hell in a Cell match. It'll be interesting to see if Cody is able to wrangle blood into this. I think it's unlikely, but if anyone would be able to do it, considering the kind of stature they've put onto him, then maybe he'd be one of the people that can get away with it. I think he'll bleed. Whether he can figure out a way to get himself busted open or yeah. yeah he won't bleed as much but he'll bleed yeah but uh but yeah i think it'll be a decent match cody will get the victory i think that he goes from this into entering money in the bank i don't think he necessarily wins money in the bank but but he will anchor it yeah he'll be in that match and i i could honestly see a situation where cody rhodes enters money in the bank and seth rollins wins money in the bank out the back of this, Seth, Seth loses all three matches to Cody Rhodes and then wins Money in the Bank. That's something that I could easily see them doing to try and rehab his character after that. I'm good with that. We, re- we really need... We need to stack Money in the Bank. Because, mm. yeah, you're not going to have Roman, so you better have stacked. Well, they originally... The well, they don't need to anymore because they are originally going to put it into like a 60,000-seat stadium and now they've got... Uh, <laughs> and they've got well, I think, and I think they're stupid guy. for that. I think... Like, they should have said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to stack money in the bank. I, uh, not feeling it. 
in the grand scheme of things. And oh, you made that, you made that very clear. I'm also not feeling the idea that this, of course, they market every Hell in a Cell as, oh my God, it's one of the most brutal matches that we have here or whatever. And then when you look at what happens, I mean, we've gotten however many Hell in a Cell matches now where the vast majority of them, just number-wise, are completely forgettable. And I'm expecting this to be a regular match that happens to include some kendo sticks because they fucking love kendo sticks. And a couple chair shots to the stomach and back. And okay, I'm going to grab your head and throw you into the side of the cage. And nothing more. But if these two really want to go out there and they really want to try to be like, look, we have the main event here. There's no world champion, despite the fact that, you know, we spent all that fucking time building that up. We need to deliver these two guys have the opportunity that they could do that. I trust them. I don't trust creative. Or I guess I shouldn't even necessarily say I don't trust creative. I don't trust creative with the filters that they have. Give credit to those writers. And uh, I kind of feel like on Sunday night, after we do our post show for this, it'll be like, okay, it was a match and it wasn't bad, but it's not a match of the year candidate. And Cody Rhodes wins. And that's the end of the night. I'm hoping for something cool and I'm hoping that I'm proven wrong on all these accounts and that I end up being like, Oh my God, I had low expectations. This uh, pay-per-view fucking ruled. I don't think it's going to (laughs) happen. So I'm going to go Cody Rhodes here for my official prediction. I think you guys are as well, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we don't know if they were going to add anything else to the card, but if they do, decide to add something ahead of time. Uh, we'll do our predictions updates on the hot tags. Now that's going to happen before SmackDown. So the likelihood that they're going to announce something prior to SmackDown is very low. But again, if we get any kind of things on SmackDown, then you'll see it updated up on smartcamoma.com. And then you'll see updates all across the board on, you know, bleacher and whatnot. So uh, stay tuned to SmackDown Moment and all its avenues for those. And I might be live tweeting or something about the SmackDown stuff and might just be like, oh, my God, this segment's terrible. Oh, that's great that they added that match. And, you know, three cheers for Gunter winning the Intercontinental title or whatever it might be. But um, we've got the hot tags coming up as the next episode. And then after that, we've got the Hell in a Cell post show is going to be preceded by the NXT in your house post show or watch along. We haven't decided yet. Guaranteed, though, Hell in a Cell is not going to be a watch along because it's going to be too long for that. But stay tuned for everything that's coming to you on this YouTube channel and elsewhere. Just follow Smartout Moment at Smartout Moment on Facebook and Twitter and the site and the channel. Do the same thing for Fanboys Anonymous. Show some love over to the Blue Brand and check out the geek culture stuff I got over there. I uh, don't think I'm doing any kind of a movie review over the course of the next week or so. I haven't had an opportunity to go see Maverick yet, but maybe I'll try to figure something out about that. But uh, I think that there's something coming up soon, isn't there? Oh, Jurassic World uh, is coming up soon. Whenever that happens, I'll try to do something for that. But maybe we just randomly decided to do something. Who knows? Stay tuned to Fanboys Anonymous. And follow me at Tony Mango on Facebook and Twitter. And follow what these guys are up to as well. Callum? Follow me on Twitter at Wakemeister14. Check out all the stuff that's going on at Smartcat Moments. On the Smartcat Moment website, should I say. Smartcatmoment.com. You there, you'll find uh, the power rankings, my week to week contribution, and the fantasy league. You also go to wwefantasyleague.com. 
check out all the standings because the results of Hell in a Cell will be the first time that pay-per-view predictions will be taken into account and it could have ramifications or it will have ramifications on one of our teams at the very least. So uh, just people know the person who wins the pay-per-view predictions will have the opportunity to either double one of their competitors' uh, points for the next uh, up until the next pay-per-view or three or half the points of one of their competitors is like members of their roster. So they can either screw someone else's team or benefit their own one. So look forward to that. Yes. And if you, well, hopefully, first of all, I end up winning as I did last year. It doesn't look like Roman Reigns will be helping me out as much this year, <laughs> though. That sucks. But if you'd like to follow me, follow me over at Dude Felice, including Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and like. Check out Fightful. Check out Fightful Select. And we will see you on Saturday. That's coming up in a few days, everyone. But enjoy your Wednesday, your Thursday, and your Friday. And uh, hopefully you enjoy the hot tags coming up next. But for now, this has been another Smart Out moment. And we are being counted out. <laughs>